0: Welcome back, another episode of Life's a Pitch. Um, uh, you can tell by the excitement in my voice that this episode is a special one. This week we've got Gellan Watt on and I really want to keep this introduction short because he's someone we've tried to get on for a while now and somehow it just hasn't happened, but it finally has. We've finally, we've got, finally him. got him
1: on. we
0: finally got Gellan Yes, Gellan! <laughs> get I love, him! I love it, I love it. excitement. But yeah, Gellan is a... I don't want to say creative heavyweight because last time I described George like that he took offence to it and thought I was calling him fat but he is a mammoth of a creative in Bournemouth he's got a huge well
1: you'll hear in the episode we don't need to really big him up because if you don't know about him you probably should
0: I'll wax lyrical about him in the episode in itself so we hope you guys enjoy it what a way to end season two cats out the bag there this is the last episode of season two we've had an absolute blast this year this year again recording with so many great creatives uh, and I can't think of a better way to end this this season mm-hmm. today's guest is um let's just say hard to pin down <laughs> we've, we've, we've tried since season season one to try and get him on and you know people people say we, we, when we told people about previous guests about who we're trying to get on they've always had nothing but nice things to say and you know our previous experiences and everything and he's laughing but this is all true and I hope you guys can tell from the excitement in my voice here how excited we are to have on today Um, so how can we how can I describe him ad man brand strategist award-winning founder agency founder managing director creative director and brand new father, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Watt. thank you very much, nice to be here, I feel like I did a little round of applause there, we'll put that in, <laughs> close, <laughs> how, how are you, how Yeah, are you great,
2: I'm, I'm very well thanks and very excited to be here after uh, a number of postponements which is my raison d'etre in life as I'm sure lots of people will tell you, uh, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fantastic, thank you very much, let's do this,
0: let's kick this off straight away, uh, first question, can you describe what you do to an alien? No, um, <laughs> probably
2: the answer. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll expand on that. Uh, my mum thinks I do colouring in for a living. Um, yeah. um, I, I have no idea. The thing is, I can't really explain what I do to, to to anyone. I think any anyone in this industry, from an industry perspective, you know what used to be. You know, I'm in advertising. Used to mean I make ads, yeah. um, and uh, you know that's not what we do anymore. Um, uh, to try and describe the industry, you know, we help people sell stuff. You know, um, and we help people fall in love with brands. Um, what do I do personally? I'm an absolute bastard child of this industry. I, I do. Um, my career is obviously, uh, been from the big agency background to running my own agency. Uh, sold the group last year, so now kind of working in a new mode. Um, but I'm still doing similar stuff, um, and it's a blend of strategy, creativity, ideas, innovation. I'm still helping people sell stuff. Um, I'm running some of my own brands now, and um, and still helping people fall in love with them, with brands, you know. It's, mm-hmm. But it's you know, I I wouldn't have a chance at explaining it to an alien. I, my my mum doesn't get it. I don't get it. And, uh, <laughs> we're all still getting away with it as an industry. So uh, so yeah, good luck, alien.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the tried and tested thing, isn't it? Trying to explain what you do to your parents. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. You said, didn't you used to say your mum just thinks you do something with, with computers? With, a com- yeah, with computers. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch it. I think yeah. she
0: understands a little bit now. But um, you mentioned just there in how you've left. You know, you've gone from. Owning your own business, running your own business, and running Thinking Juice and everything, and you've you've done your own thing this past year. How has that been for you? How- yeah, cool. It's um, it's an interesting one. It's an Interesting one. I'm writing a um, I'm writing a few things. about I've got
2: a book coming out later this year, which is a, a, a really fascinating project which I've been doing over the last year. Um, but this last year has been quite quite. Yeah, it's a fascinating one. I took six months off. Um, uh, and then I kind of switched the lights back on. Um, September time last year. Actually, 13 years to the day that I originally started thinking Juice. And it's been a really, a really strange thing. So, you know, my my path has been fascinating. I started an agency which went on to do great things. Yeah. Um, I merged that business with another group, which I was the managing director. Um, um, and we sold most of the, the component parts of that business last between January and March. Um, So yeah, it's been very strange being me on my own. Um, I've I've enjoyed it. It's been really challenging. A lot of the stuff I'm doing nowadays is kind of non-executing with other agencies and agency owners and entrepreneurs and trying to help them grow their businesses and realise their ambitions and stuff like that. And, And it's actually one of the things I learned in this last year is life after your own very successful business is quite challenging, you know. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of my own ego, my own persona, my own kind of um, self-esteem, and things like that—they're kind of really wrapped up in what you do and mm-hmm. um, and and who you do it for, and all that kind of stuff. So flying solo has been been quite quite fascinating, quite a challenge yeah. um, uh, for me to kind of uh, not re-establish myself. You know, I'm, I've done great out of this industry; it's treated me very kindly, um, but uh, but actually, kind of. Reframe who I am and what I do, and it's been an adventure. It's been challenging. It's been exciting, but also it's been very rewarding because you go off into the big wide world again, thinking, "Okay, well, you know, is my best work behind me?" Um, and then you find actually what people think of you, and I've, you know, I've never had more on my plate. Um, so it's been really, really busy, very exciting, lots of new challenges, and you know, I guess the summary is exciting, rewarding. Selling up and leaving the business was the best thing I did. Um, but a very, you know, soul-searching and kind of, you know, you know, existentially kind of really looking at yourself as, you know, what does the rest of my life look like? So um, my journey has been one of business and one of, you know, kind of a real personal
0: journey, which I've loved and I love where I am. But, you know, it's not been without its challenges. Mm-hmm. So let's let's take this back. Let's go back in history. Mm. Where, when would you say, you know, you had you first had that thought of, you know, creativity and design and what what sort of sparked your interest in this industry? Okay, so yeah, this is a really
2: funny one. So I have done so many different things in my career and that being you know from a from a kid you know, I was a, an apprentice footballer. Then I was a professional Ooh. kickboxer um, at the same time as doing university and things like that. And I had no aspirations whatsoever to go into the ad industry. I'd always been creative. I'd always had a kind of creative bent, and and uh, I actually landed in this industry by accident. Um, with a, I worked for a retailer, which was the largest. Um, Uh, Ad spender in retail at the at the time, a company called Tiny Computers. You probably won't remember them. You'd need to be my age to do so. Um, But at the time, I became international marketing manager for these guys while I was still in uni. So I was working full time uh, up in town at the same Mm -hmm. time as as sort of not not turning up to university and um, uh, blagging my way through and you know successfully doing so. And and I worked in this organisation and I saw the work that was being produced by the agency and actually started doing the work for the agency and, um, and coming up with creative and, and I thought actually I'm in the wrong gig here, yeah. um, over there looks really good fun and uh, dived into, into the creative space. And I never knew, I always thought I was a professional sportsman, I always thought that was my wow. life, I thought that was what I'd, what I'd end up doing. Um, I still have a ruthless, competitive edge, uh, which has served me incredibly well throughout my career. But but it was that kind of twenty, twenty-one uh, age where I started thinking that you know I've, I'm my my like kind of my predominant um, skill in the business. I'm a strategist. I'm yeah. a thinker, and I'm an insight guy. So I understand people, care about psychology, human behaviour, things mm-hmm. like that. I just happen to be creative. Uh, I'd always doodle, scribble, art. GCSEs, you know all that kind of stuff. So I had a, you know, a great grasp of creativity, but it was only when I actually started working in the industry that I, I found a way to apply it, and never considered advertising as a space that I would want to work in, or I didn't know about. And you know, I kind of, you know, I, I didn't come from a background where you were exposed to lots of different opportunities. For me. You know, I'm a council estate kid. Done well, and, and you know, it was you know, getting a job is a good thing. Um, yeah. uh, so I kind of really fell into it. But as soon as I saw this industry and saw the opportunity to live a life making things mm-hmm. and creating things and changing things and having an impact on the destination for brands and and, and communicating with, I hate the idea of demographics, people, yeah. humans the other side of a newspaper ad, a TV ad, now the internet, face to face, that I could change their behaviour, yeah. that I could, you know, I could do things that would you know, have some kind of cultural impact, albeit fleeting, albeit chip out paper tomorrow, but make people smile, change their thought patterns, their ways, introduce them to things that help them, I was blown away by that and I looked at that as the most attractive thing I'd ever seen mm-hmm. and I dove in head first and i've never really come back out for air. I absolutely love what we do, and I think it's a privilege to work in this industry it's excuse my language I'm no for swearing fucking hard work mm-hmm. um, and it's a ruthless industry that will eat you up and spit you out and its spat me out a couple of times um, but it's it's a it's a, it's a joy you know and it's a real privilege um, and if you can manage to succeed in this space mm-hmm. and and work on the kind of brands that I've been very lucky to do and to start a business and grow a business and then grow, a, help, you know, with my two business partners, grow a very incredible um, uh, communications group. Yeah, it has been amazing. You know, it's been, I can't believe I've been part of it or it's been my story really. So it's, uh yeah, it's been amazing. I think one thing that's quite
1: interesting is that you and like a lot of creatives that we have talked about mm. said that they fell into this industry by accident. Mm. Almost every, I think 90% yeah. of our guests have said, we've done this, the only reason we're in this industry is bad. Why do you think that is? Why do people, the, it seems like there are no people who go out with the mindset that I'm going to do, or I'm going to be in this industry. People sort of just end, end up in it and really end up really loving it.
2: I think that's a really interesting one, and I agree with you. I think my experience has always been that the best admin haven't come in with the intent of being admin. Um, right. They've kind of come in from some other, some other area or at least have real big passions and interests in in other areas of creating art, writing, literature, psychology. Um, uh, The one thing I would say is what this industry is is brilliant at is, is, is finding and exploiting the kind of talents in people that you used to get bullied for. You know, so many people in this industry are misfits we're weirdos we're mad you know i'm i'm as mad as a box of fucking frogs and i hate people who say that they're mad you know i've proven it many times um but i think it's i think it's a wonderful place that allows you to be exactly who you are Um, and people find their way into it because of they don't fit in the mainstream and it's not a mainstream industry you know there's no absolute commercial science you can apply to the business of creativity Commerce and creativity are not great bedfellows. You know, they have a good wrestle every once in a while, but they don't sit well together. It's not a great marriage. And likewise, the people in this industry seem to be those kind of folks. You know, they're kind of... They're not normal, you know. We kind of have slightly abstract fascinations. The amount of people with borderline ADD and OCD and kind of these mad passions that everyone else look at and think, what the hell are you... Why do you even care about Mm -hmm. this stuff? We're a real... It's a real... A kind of eclectic mix of people. And I think that's how this, this industry both functions because it has interesting people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all, it ends up a place where I'm not sure um, it's just about vocation. I think there's a lot of people get attracted to this space because they can exist and actually be themselves, which in a lot of other spaces, I wouldn't have been able to do what I've done in my life um, and, and be who I am in other industries. Mm-hmm. this industry forgives me and loves me for, for, for who I am and what I do and, and um and I think it's the same for a lot of people. They kind of find a place where actually I get to do these amazing things but I'm actually allowed to be me. And I think that's a pretty wonderful thing about this industry. It's very rare, mm-hmm. you know. This industry doesn't judge you if you turn it up to your job in flip-flops and shorts. It yeah. Doesn't care what music you're listening to. Doesn't care if you've got beer. Doesn't care if you shaved today. Doesn't care if you're if you're hungover to high hell. As long as you're delivering great yeah. work and doing cool things, you know. That's not to say that we can get away with what we want, but the point is, you know, this is a this is an industry that thrives on enthusiasm and curiosity and people who care and are excited. And that's not mainstream. And mm-hmm. I think. That's why a lot of people fall into it. Um, and also the other side of that is you get a lot of people who have great artistic traits that they don't know where to put them in any other industry. But this industry wants them.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you think it's that intrigue, curiosity, creativity, passion that and the the willingness or wanting to change or shape certain attitudes that's formulated your approach to your um your what you've done so far because I have it right here on your website you have your approaches simplify everything question mm-hmm. assumption challenge perception yeah. understand innovate differentiate talk straight rhymes accelerate and do great, do great work and then you have in fact only great works
2: yeah I'm known for for a phrase do great work yeah that's my kind of my kind of buzzword and, and, and uh in the agency that I I founded, The Thinking Juice, it's at large on the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think um, there's a few things which have kind of driven my story. Um, One of them is enthusiasm. I love what I do. Yeah. Um, And I think it's the most attractive quality in another human being. Um, When I'm employing, I look for enthusiasm. Um, Mm -hmm. But My enthusiasm has kind of kept me going. Curiosity, I want to understand how things work um, and uh, how people think. um i kind of have a kind of a real a focus on that hard work you know i'm a real hard worker i'm a grafter mm-hmm. um and if something needs to be done for 24/7 i'll do it for 24/7 you know whatever it takes i'll i'll do it um uh, hard work's another one i guess the other thing with me is you know I'm a and to my detriment, I'm a perfectionist. Um, so I want to do things to the best of my ability. And there's a lot of creatives that fall short of that. And they do average work or work that gets average results. But it will do and the client will sign it off. And I've never stopped at that point. I have a phrase that I use within the industry that the brief is the floor, not the ceiling. Yeah. And you know, actually what the client wants should be the minimum we give back. And I believe uh, as creatives and as strategists and as you know, ad people, whatever, what space we operate in, We've got an opportunity to either just answer what we've been asked to do or make something fucking brilliant and every time I do something I want to make it brilliant, I want mm. to do it great and I think those those things are probably the things that have driven me in this industry and, and kind of taken me to the places I've, I've been and the things mm-hmm. I've done.
0: So just going along those same lines about uh, what, what you just said there, what would you say has been your biggest influence in shaping your approach there? Um, that's interesting what's been the biggest influence that's a
2: really that's a big question that's a big question I think oh
0: yeah, you don't, get, think you don't thing, get an easy ride on life's a pitch We oh, <laughs> <you laughs> get straight <laughs> to it I
2: wouldn't want one I wouldn't want one this is just the beginning it it's yeah, well, worse. I'm in don't you worry <laughs> <laughs> don't you worry um, I, can, I can wrestle with the best of them um, I think for me the thing that's probably been the biggest influence in my own Personality and my own kind of convictions and beliefs is, is probably my father. He's not a, he, he wasn't an ad man, bless him. I lost him last November. A- advertising's greatest loss, and he never worked in the industry. A great wordsmith, a beautiful communicator, never a word used out of place, never a word too many, and always a word that would make you think. And beautiful advice and the hardest working human I've. I've ever known um, you know a guy who was, who was born an orphan um, kind of worked his way into the, sh- onto, in, onto, into the Navy as a, as a young man lived homeless battled to end uh, you know kind of to create a, a nice life for his family and, and things like that And I, that was probably my greatest influence I learned how to communicate really well mm-hmm. very early on um, and to understand the impact of the right communication and that wasn't necessary my dad once said to me it's a line I use all the time. Um, it's not what you say that tells me anything; it's what you do. Um, your actions are deafening. And actually, I used to extrapolate that into the world of branding. And you know, it's not what we talk about; it's not the communications we use. It's behaviours of brands which actually say who they are and mm-hmm. what we should think of them and things like that. And my dad's wisdom has always been something that guided my own approach to life. I'm half the man he is, but you know, his his kind of thoughtfulness, hard work, curiosity. Honestly, his words cut like a knife, absolutely beautiful. It would have. He's probably one of the best writers I've never worked with, you know, and I used to ask him to read my work quite often and, and read my thinking and, and sort of validate some of my approaches. He's probably the biggest influence. Um, there have been other powerful influences in my career, but if I was to pinpoint one, it was his hard work um, and... Ability to communicate so wonderfully and change minds and opinions and never stop. He worked within uh, uh, a lot of child services and things, as, a, as a, you know, charitably. And, and kind of he was always really passionate about changing things. And if he didn't like it, he changed it. You know, he didn't just look at it and go, that's wrong. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to change it. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful thing to do. What a wonderful way to look at life. Um, there's a beautiful quote. I paraphrase it. My dad once said it to me, and this definitely will resonate to people who have to work with me, or have had to work with me over the years. George Bernard Shaw said, um, "It's a story of the unreasonable man. Unreasonable uh, men, and uh, I paraphrase, reasonable yeah. men um, adapt to their environment. Unreasonable men adapt their environment to suit them. Thus, all change depends upon unreasonable men." And I am definitely an unreasonable man, in the same way as my dad was. You know, if something should change, if something needs to be challenged, you know, something needs to be questioned, it doesn't matter if it's a client, it doesn't matter if it's a consumer, it doesn't matter if it's me, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Challenge everything, you know. Nothing should be taken for granted. Yeah. Lift every stone. And that curiosity and enthusiasm in my dad, in everything he did, particularly the stuff he did for charity and for education and stuff, were industries that he didn't work in. Um, it was probably the greatest influence of my life. I saw, you know, a great man doing great things and working really hard. And the most important thing was hard work as he was doing all for his family. Very altruistic, um, you know, giving human. And I think that really, um, and like I say, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even up to half of the human he, he was. Um, but the greatest influence without any shadow of a doubt.
0: So do you think you'll take, uh, just going off here a little bit, do you think you'll take some of those things that you learned from your dad and Try and part them into your son. Then,
2: right? Oh, that's really interesting. So, yes, I've just had a baby. Well, I haven't. That would be weird. <laughs> um, uh, my wife, Harriet, has just had our first baby boy. Um, <gasps> yeah, amazing. A little boy called Ralph. Um, nine days old today. Um, lovely. Happy, happy birthday. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's a lovely little thing. And he's the best thing I've ever created. Um, he's, he's fantastic. Um, I. It's a really interesting one, that. I would love and my boy won't get the chance I would love my boy to have the influence of my father yeah. because I would love his knowledge to be departed and I'm, I'm, as I say I'm, I'm finishing a book at the moment and a lot of it is about life wisdom and, and I've, I've been through a lot of challenging life experiences and, and um, a lot of my wisdom has come from my father but it's made me very curious about life and the way we learn and interact with other people and manage ourselves and, and things like that and um, I hope I hope that I can depart some wisdom, and more importantly, I hope he's like his mum and not like his dad, because um, that will mean he'll will uh, be a bit more sensible. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there can be no greater joy I think than, than, than passing on a little bit of your knowledge and wisdom to a, another human. Or you yeah. know, it's yeah, I find it incredibly. I know I found it incredibly daunting up until the moment he was born, and now I find it incredibly natural. And I, um, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about it. It's wonderful. Mm.
1: For people who sort of want to get into this industry and want to try and try and be or showcase what they are and their ideas and their creativity, is that what you is that advice that you give them? Is like challenge everything, try and make a difference, come up with good good stuff and.
2: Hundred percent. I've always been a massive fan of working with graduate students, people who are trying to get into the industry, mentoring things like that. I am notorious and difficult to pin down, and over the years, my yeah. time has become a premium. You know and. Um, and that's the, uh, one of the challenges of you know, doing well in the industry. You get really busy. But those that have worked with me over the years will know that I've always been a gateway to graduate talent coming through into, into my business and to other businesses. And I've really, I, I think it's wonderful. Um, I think my, uh, I, I find that it's a great honour actually to be able to kind of give a little bit of um, knowledge to new entrants to this industry. What I would say is, actually, there's, it's more about confidence building and, and, and giving people the, the, the parameters within which to think and work. You know, I learned some really tough things early on in my career. There's a great Saatchi phrase, which was, kill your babies. You know, it's a horrible phrase, but it talks about the fact that if your ideas are shit, then throw them away. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just love your ideas because they're your idea or yeah. it's clever. If it's the wrong idea, it's crap. Yeah. Get rid of it. Um, and I learned that earlier on in my career, you know, you don't, you don't get precious, you know, actually being precious, you know, it's all right to defend your idea, that's great, but you know, you've got to really know you're right, I'm awful for saying to people, are you 100% sure of this, 100%, not 99 100% sure it's the right thing, and if it's the right thing, you give it everything, you believe in it, if you are given a brief with something you don't believe, challenge it absolutely challenge you. sometimes you have to walk back and just get on with what you're given that's cool you know be pragmatic be happy be enthusiastic but challenge you know you don't get to do great work and most importantly deliver great results that's why we're here we're not here for the ads mm. we're here for the sales yeah. we're here for the engagement we're here for the love we're here for the disruption we're here for the, the the end result of what we do another great old ad agency phrase you know our clients want the hole in the wall they don't want the drill we're the drill. Mm-hmm. Our work is the drill. The result is the hole in the wall. you know. And that's what we've got to focus on. If doing beautiful work is the thing that creates the right hole in the wall, that's the driver. You know. It's about how do we create the hole in the wall. Sometimes ugly work is the right solution. Sometimes work that's prosaic is the right solution. I'm not advocating doing poor work. But it's got to be the right work for whatever brief you're getting and things like that. So I, I'm absolutely about challenge what you're being told Challenge perception, question everything. Look at, um, turn over the stones. You know, do your own research. If you're going to give given a brief, go and buy the product, eat the product. You know, go out there and if you're working for a supermarket, go to the supermarket. Understand the customer. Yeah. Run your own focus group. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to, and I always have in my industry, in my career, gone out and spoken to the customer. No one knows better than them. I was in a pitch last week um, for an agency I'm non-exec for, and. Um, one, a huge client, great piece of business, very exciting for them. Um, and uh, um, we, you know, we went out and spoke to customers. You know, we had all the insights in the world, we had all of this great stuff that we were given by the, by the client in their, in their kind of their pitch. The reality is I still wanted to get to know what the customer thinks, because I didn't believe
0: them. Mm-hmm.
2: And actually, because I didn't believe them and we went and found some new stuff out, we created something even more magical than the client expected, because we went further than we were asked, because the briefers a floor, not the ceiling. Mm-hmm. so yeah, challenge. You know, challenge everything. You know. It doesn't mean you have to be difficult. Don't be difficult. Life's tough enough. But if people know you challenge them because you care, people will let you challenge them. If you challenge them because you're an asshole and you're just really difficult to work with, you won't get very far. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, believe in what you do. Believe in yourself, but don't believe you're right. Go out and find the answers. and Challenge what you're being told. It's really, really important. And I think from, from my perspective, seeing people succeed, someone who was on the show previously, a young guy, Luke Bonner, um, who I used to work with at Thinking. G. He's one of the greatest creative talents I've worked with. Lovely guy. I'm blowing his ego now. And, uh, <laughs> and Luke, you can um, a, you can pay me later. Buddy. <laughs> um, uh, I think you know he's a great guy who who did incredibly well within my organisation. Not because I gave him a chance, because he's super fucking talented. He's brilliant and he does sweat the midnight oil and he does challenge things and he does push back when he's not happy. And he's the archetypal kind of approach to getting somewhere in this industry. You know, He didn't expect it to be handled on a plate. He went out there and made great stuff. He did great shit. He did great work and great things happened. Um, so yes, push, 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 push. Give it everything.
0: So uh, regular listeners will know that um, we, like to, we like to have an elevator pitch which we ask guests each week where they have ten seconds in the world's fastest elevator <laughs> to try and pitch themselves. So, I'm just wasting some time and, yeah. until I can, you know, get the
1: clock up. So basically, we'd like to, we'd like you to give us your elevator pitch in ten seconds, in 10 seconds which is pretty I'll do, quick. i it in less. Okay. Are you sure about that? We've had someone who said we'll be, that yeah. before. <laughs> no problem. We had someone
0: okay. that do that for seven seconds of silence and then just miss for three. Okay. Seconds. Are you ready? Yeah. Elevator's coming. Do. Hmm
2: and go i reinvent ignite and help grow brands is that it yeah <laughs> <Can
0: we? laughs> six, <coughs> seconds. six seconds six mm. seconds left that's a new record that is a record that's a very good record mm. Mm. got the job before I even. Got <laughs> it. Got i drop. think the important bit in there is i grow brands yeah that's you mm-hmm. know, that's what i do that's it you know and, and my
2: weapons of choice you know are the important bit you know, and I think that's the, that's the bit people forget. And the important bit about being able to do that in six seconds is simplify, simplify, yeah. simplify. If you, There's a brilliant phrase that I would love to put out there. Winston Churchill once said, um, I would have written you a shorter letter, but I didn't have time. And I think it's one of the most wonderfully complex and powerful mm-hmm. statements. To simplify is one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. To reduce something down into a very simple idea of thought is tough, tough, tough. But it's when it's most powerful,
0: mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, you know, there's a piece of advice wrapped up in that elevator pitch, simplifying. One thing I've learned over the past three or four years is, you know, we're, from a consumer side, we're exposed to so many ads each day, mm. and it's always the simple ones, for me personally, they that getcha, cut yeah. through, the ones yeah. that I, sometimes it's the ones that I see and I think, oh, I should have thought of that, that's clever, but then sometimes yeah. it's just the most simple ones, and I think, oh yeah. Is it, again, it's
2: uh, it's uh, one one of the lessons I was taught very early on in the industry. You know, if you throw someone four tennis balls, they won't catch any of them. Mm-hmm. You throw them one, they'll catch, they'll catch it. it. Mm-hmm. It's called single-minded proposition I've got a simple idea. I once got three, not brave, but
0: yeah, I don't yeah. believe <laughs> <laughs> it. Then try it. Do anyone it. got any tennis balls? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, so we've we've talked a little bit about your you know, your past and sort of you know, where you've come from and how you yeah. got into advertising. Let's talk a little bit about the future. Yeah, okay. Let's talk a little bit about what you're currently doing. And, you know, you mentioned your book and we wanted to chat a little bit about any of the other new ventures that are going on.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, so what am I currently doing? So, at the moment, I am doing a lot. I'm doing some really fascinating stuff. I work for a number of brands that I'm not allowed to name. Uh, I was a brand consultant, so oh, I can go on. No, there's not a chance, let's just say say some tech brands, some sports brands, I'm under NDA and can't talk about some of the stuff I do, Um, agencies I'm non-exec for, I consult on agency growth strategy, brand strategy, Um, I work for a talent consultancy. uh, which is a typical old HR and training and, and, and things. Um, I have um, a partnership on a fitness brand called Fitty, uh, Fitty London, which is a very exciting project. I'm in the development phases of um, launching a co-working and co-living um, uh, brand, property brand, uh, which hopefully launching next year or 2019, a company called Kin, which is a really exciting project. Looking at, uh, very, very, really enjoying that. I've got the book. Um, which has been wonderful. I, you know, by background, I'm a creative ideas guy, strategist, and writer. So, so it sort of plays into, into a lot of what I kind of really care about. Um, so yeah, very, very mixed bag. The future, now that's a really difficult one to think about. I, I do, what I'm doing now is lots of everything. Right now, I'm really thinning things down and, and just enjoying time with my baby to be, to be in the position I'm in um, is, is this mo- moment of time that I'm in is pretty special. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I've, I have no real pressures on my life, and um, and uh, um, and but to be you know, kind of able to still be working and and to enjoy time with my babies, that's just about the best moment of my life. To be honest, so, so I'm, I'm very very lucky. I'm also non-executing for a few PLCs on their boards like for, for different tech businesses and things. So it's busy, but. But good, busy. Um, the future, I have no idea. Um, that's a really fascinating one. I don't really know what the future looks like. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing now. Very busy, lots of good opportunities. So, taking time to, to, to look at where I go next. I will be launching um, a consultancy brand next year, um, uh, an innovation and service design brand. Uh, Consultancy, um, in one shape or another, what that looks like and and, uh, things like I, I don't know uh, what it'll be and what it'll do. It'll be a hybrid of a lot of the things that I get up to and kind of a much more non-creative delivery, but in a kind of uh, innovation, creative thinking, product, service, design, uh, brand, strategy type space. Um, But yeah, it's a. Yeah, I don't know, more time with the family and, um, uh, and yeah, just staying involved with, with entrepreneurs and agencies, um, trying to go places, you know, that's, the, that's the thing I enjoy most, it's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, I you may have answered this a little bit, mm-hmm. there, but do you see yourself ever going back into an agency, going back, in, if, mm-hmm. if someone came knocking on the door now saying would you to be chief creative officer of such an agency here, would you ever?
2: I get those knocks on the door nearly every other day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, uh, would I ever go back into an agency? Yes, you know, if I thought it was the right thing for me to do. I love the business of creativity. Um, would I. Uh, I'm not much of an employee, so um, I'm not sure I'd recommend to myself heavily to go back into the space of working for anyone. Um, not that I've ever really done it since I started my own agency. Um, uh, but I'm. I'm not sure. I think, you know, I've got ad agency in my blood, and creative agency in my blood. So there's, there's always a chance. Um, and you know, I'm, it's not beyond that. I'd start my own agency again, you know. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what my future looks like. Um, uh, I've, I've turned down a number of opportunities in this last year. Um, CEO roles, CCO roles, um, things like that, because I'm not ready to do it yet. Um, Enjoy my life in this new phase far too much and getting more from it, in fact, than I had in probably the last few years of, of running my own business. Um, working with <clears throat> entrepreneurs and helping other agencies grow and look at what they're doing and working with brands in a kind of, in a different way, using the same skills, but no longer you know, through the confines of what an agency should be. Um, it's pretty exciting, so I'm getting to do things I wouldn't have got to do otherwise. And um, I've got another agency in me, Hopefully I'll stay busy enough not to launch it. <laughs> Tune in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, like I say, I'll, I'll be too busy and it won't happen. Yeah.
0: So, um, I, th- I think one thing we ask, all our, well, I guess, is just why Bournemouth, really? I mean, what, what, what do you think is so exciting about this industry down here? Uh,
2: yeah, it's a fascinating question. So why Bournemouth? For me... Um, I'll tell the story, my wife will listen to this and want to shoot me but I met a girl fell in love and then moved to Bournemouth um, and uh, um, not with the same girl but still with Bournemouth um, and um, <laughs> I, when I got here um, I worked for a few agencies on the South Coast, um, was blown away at how shit they were, um, uh, this is 13, 14, 15 years ago. Okay. Um, they were like marketing services businesses or accountants firms or consultancies. I was blown away at how bad this this place was for creativity. And I mean this whole South Coast to be honest. Yeah. I was appalled by the level of work that was going on down here. Um, I decided that I needed to go back to London or start my own business and I started my own business. And I started my own business around the same time as a whole bunch of other guys who fell out of agencies that they were kind of unhappy with. They kind of knew that there was, you know, Better than what they were working on, or the approaches were wrong. And, and there's a, a whole load of startups around the same sort of time down here. Some still here, some not now. Yeah. Um, but this great creative community kind of formed that I, you know, my business was just a part of. And and what was um, uh, a kind of there was a few people in the industry down here who kind of really got behind it and gave it a voice and helped g- g- kind of glue people together. And and that just took off, you know, yeah. kind of really got very exciting and, and actually engaging with the universities and the graduate output was some really high quality creative thinking and some people that kind of the community just kind of built, built, built. Little things like Meat Draw, um, uh were really important, Silicon Beach, really important, mm-hmm. a couple of characters, Matt Desmier, um, um, kind of, you know, really trying to champion creative down here and myself Matt Desmier and and, um, George Beverley very early on were trying to kind of put a voice to the area in terms of its design credentials and things like that um, to try and kind of really um, represent the community a bit better and it's just blown up you know it's been fantastic you know and and uh, now why Bournemouth I'd be saying why not Um, you know actually Bournemouth's got loads of great opportunities it's got some fantastic agencies you know, there's two or three agencies down here that I look at and think they have absolutely got it belt and braces. The rest, you know, they're doing their stuff and, you know, trying to keep up and, and whatnot. You know, I, I say it as I see it. And, and, um, but still some brilliant startups and some great yeah. hungry people. And, and the great thing about this industry is if you've got guts, determination, talent, and consistency and staying power, you can actually do really, really, really well. Um, and as long as you're open minded and learn and, got a hunger for learning um, then you know you, you can do it anywhere you know technology's changed all of the all of that stuff but one of Bournemouth's challenges still you know we have this great reputation but we're still challenged by the fact that everyone thinks London's the place to be mm-hmm. clients think London is the place to find an agency and there's still loads of those things to overcome but the landscape's changing um, it's getting more realistic to operate a business down here um, geography comes into it less and less um, you know still top-tier brands want to work with top-tier agencies so you're always going to come against that challenge um, and then the small agencies have to fight but you know realistically why not there's a great community down here so why not boys?
1: you spoke uh, we spoke a little bit earlier about and you specifically said that what you want what you do is you help brands grow yeah and one of the segments we have on our, our podcast is we have a segment called can you make the logo bigger mm-hmm. which is basically where we get our guests to think of either the biggest brand that, that comes to mind or the biggest brand in their particular field mm-hmm. and so the biggest meaning the most successful yeah where would you take them
0: next can I just oh. say we're getting a lot better with these transitions my segments. segues are becoming that is really good That <laughs> no, was a
2: very good segue <laughs> very good one. I've forgotten right? what it was now but um, so uh, looking at um, a largest brand and what I would do differently? Is that the.
1: Well, so the most successful brand that comes to mind in your head, and what, what would you do? What would you do to take them further, make them better?
2: Do you know what? That's a really fascinating question because whenever I get asked which client would you want to work for, or work on, it's never a market leader. Okay. I don't want to work for market leaders, that's not true. I want to work for market leaders, but they're not where all the exciting stuff happens. Mm-hmm. They're where careers are made, yep. in the sense of it's recognizable work, and it's you know the place where you say oh, I've worked on Nike, or worked on Apple, or I've worked on Google, or, or Ford, or whoever it might be. Um, and you get that one wonderful thing in your book, or your showreel, and you know, everyone thinks suddenly that you're um, John Hegarty, and it's just, it ain't true, you know, kind of actually the most Brilliant work is done for brands who aren't market leaders. Um, I guess, though, taking on your exact point, who would I look at as a market? There's, you know, there's a few brands out there that everyone kind of stares at. You know, Apple being a, yep. a great example. And um, me, like many other people, are very frustrated with the Apple brand. Mm-hmm. Um, the communications, what looks like a lack of um, single-mindedness that they always had. Um, uh, a bit too much divergence in terms of product lines. Yeah. This year, they're going to launch the 7s, 7s Plus, and the edition, yeah. the the, the yeah. eight or the 10 year anniversary phone, roughly concurrently. Yep. Which isn't Apple. That mm-hmm. um, they're doing it because they have to. and Apple wouldn't do things because they have to. They yep. do it because it's the right thing to do. And um, I guess for any brand, um, my, my, you know, what would I do next? It isn't usually about communications. For me, it's much more about behaviours and, and direction, and you know, products and services, and you know, communications are the outer layer of all of that good stuff. And and I would, you know, I've got an Apple, uh, a, a, the iPhone 7 Plus, and three buttons on that broke within the first week that I bought it. Um, uh, and
1: there are only four buttons on.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally, okay. no, no lie. For those who can't four. see, um, my home button doesn't work, so I've got the active button to uh, shut right, my yeah. thing. My volume buttons don't work. You know, so the only thing I've got is, is home my, um, this home button. So yeah, so this lock screen button doesn't work. It's
0: so permanently loud. It's crazy, it
2: is, it is <laughs> permanently on loud. I can't turn the volume down when it, when it rings or anything like that. You know, what would I be wanting Apple to do? Um, get back to basics a little bit, guys. Product design. Yeah. Um, blow my mind. Make mm. me go wow when I see it. Make me go wow to own it. I'm really disappointed with
1: yeah.
2: um, their behaviors, their actions, product quality. They feel much more like a corporation than mm. than the kind of leading light and brand that they they're used sort to be. they sort of
1: gone away from their whole think different sort uh, of.
2: I, I, think, I think there's, and I don't do this as a post-jobs thing. I think they would have ended up here anyway. So I don't mm. think it's okay. a Steve Jobs issue. Yeah. But I find, I look at Apple and I think they're managing the bottom line of their business more than the, the kind of the, the, the imagination in the customer's mind. You know, I'm not blown away anymore by Apple but I know if I was a shareholder, I'd be really happy. Yeah, You know, that's the wrong way around. That business didn't start that way around. Get back to basics, get back to what really matters, because actually, if you do what you do brilliantly well, you always prosper on the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it would be much more around that for someone like Apple.
1: Now shall we do our little, uh, well we have another segment, hmm? which is uh, where we do our One Minute Briefs. Yeah. Which is, I'm sure have you, you've ever heard of the account, haven't mm, you, on I Twitter? I have heard
2: of One Minute yes. Briefs, yeah.
1: So, um, so, we get our, every, every single one of our guests to do one minute briefs. Yep. Um, this week you shall be taking on this man right here. Cool. And yeah. yeah. And, today's, and yeah, today, let's do it. today's I'll one minute brief is World Poetry Day.
0: World Poetry Day? Yeah. Just going to be really cocky and the hope of getting
1: in his head. Ben <laughs> game. Love it. So, you've got, well, one minute to well, drum up really something on, on a piece should of paper with a sharpie. Do to give you anything to rest on? No, I don't
0: need wow. it. No, I'm just kidding. Sharpie? Yeah? I'll give me the rubbish one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stalling here because I'm up against. Oh. Oh
1: God. So you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Okay, three, two, one, go. What was the Brief? I'm not telling you, I've told
0: well, uh, <laughs> you. Well, See, thank you. You're not going to commentate like you always do. Uh, alright. Oh. Give us your best, John Bot. I mm. how he talked. How long have you
1: got? have got like, 30 seconds. Well, you've got 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> See, he's already done, he's putting pressure on you.
1: Yeah. Got 20 seconds to feel.
0: He's doing well, though.
1: Yeah.
2: At least it's original.
1: Sharpie scribbling. Sharpie scribbling. <laughs>
2: Have you ever thought about writing uh, gift cards? <laughs> <laughs> uh, five, four,
1: three, two, one. Stop.
0: I'll start it until I finish. It's not my best hand right It's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a rubbish sharpie. Alright. So since um Let's get go first. Okay. This time. So as you'll see when we tweet it out later, um I've done my customary vox. Yeah. See, he's done it too? <laughs> not very crazy. Draw a
2: box around it, it's an ad, right? Yeah. George yeah. Beverly once said that to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and I've gone for the classic line, uh, you're a poet, you just don't know it. And then discover your inner poet hashtag my poetry day.
2: And it's got a hashtag. So, it? It must uh, be so be social, social engagement, engagement. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's done. I love Thank that. So there's anyone. a whole strategy behind that, which makes it sound brilliant. Exactly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah.
1: And what's yours, Gutter?
2: Mine's very very simple. I'm a wordy, um, and I've just put the headline: "Wise words win." World Poetry Day. Simple as that. Forgot the hashtag though. Don't need a hashtag if something's famous enough. Yeah, well, where's the QR code? You know? <laughs> Which year are we in? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were writing ads for 2015. Are well, QR codes around in 2015? I could <laughs> do <them home laughs> like no, a more no, like a 2008
0: no. thing. Okay, you've shunned me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, it's up to the guests. It's up to the listeners.
2: Yeah, let them vote. Love let them vote. We'll have a little vote.
0: vote. Yeah, crack on. I Bo- I I'll get my mum on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> my mum loves oh, to vote. My mum loves vote. If you could describe your career in three words, what would you, I think you've done it already at the start of the podcast and said <laughs> three words, and I thought he's only always his
2: three. yeah. Uh, three words to describe my career, beautiful, challenging and turbulent, that would definitely be the three words, my mm-hmm. career has been fascinating, it's been a challenge to myself, been a challenge to the people I've worked with. and. Uh, uh, not without its turbulence, that's I for sure. That's but it's been, been beautiful. beautiful. I wouldn't change a single day. it
0: but... has been great. it's been so worth it. You know, all the cancellations, all the <laughs> rearranging. All the rearranging. <laughs> oh It's man. been one hundred percent worth it. Thank you so much for coming. Should down. we like? I don't. I don't know yeah, if. I don't
1: yeah. know if uh, you. Um, well, first off, I don't know if you'd like to ask us anything. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, uh Wonderful.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to ask you a couple of things. So I guess. The target audience. It's like an for, exam, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, the target audience for the podcast is going to be not only the industry, but people who are coming up in the industry. Yeah. Yep. You guys are in your third year of university, which is an amazing place to be. I mean, what would your advice be to someone who's going into their first year right now?
1: I think one of the main things that we realise is that while you're in university, you should do your stuff, mm. but also try. People say do extracurriculars, but, this, but just do something that's not part of your university course. So, like, we do this, we do a bit of photography, we do different yeah. things. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially if you're on an advertising course, yeah. try and do something that's going to, because your degree is going to get you to a point where you're going to need something else to get you, to get people to notice what you're doing.
0: 100%. Exactly that. Especially as a as a creative, you know, I'm discovering the need for side projects. And, yeah, massively. You know, yeah. just, so I'm t- like when I'm, I'm trying to tackle the new bud briefs this year, and the yeah. deadline's tomorrow, obviously, and I haven't oh, okay. done anything. But you know, whenever I'm Doesn't doing like, like a
2: deadline, isn't it? Exactly. Focus <laughs> <yeah, just, laughs> on
0: right, do it tonight. But um, yeah, just just side projects. I mean, when I was on placement at uh, agencies in London, I tried to, to get sort of so caught up in. It's you know, doing this brief for this client right now, all day, every day, and you just lose track of everything else, and it's just,
1: yeah. I think the one thing I, I feel is that everyone has ideas, but not everyone is willing to actually make those ideas a reality. Yeah.
2: Ideas are easy. Yeah, ideas. are the everyone, easiest thing, can have ideas. everyone's got them, and I think it's a real misnomer that everyone thinks that if you've got ideas, that you could be in this industry. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Actually, if you've got the determination to bring ideas to life, yeah. the insight to ensure they're good ideas, that's the magic. The ideas are flippant, simple, mm-hmm. and you can have 20 of them on a piece of paper that mean absolutely fuck all. Yeah. You know, the important bit is really having the, the guts, to get the intelligence that. and the intuition of how to bring that to life. Yeah. That's the bit of magic in this industry. Yes, the ideas matter, and with the wrong idea, you can't go anywhere, yeah. but the tough bit is not the idea, it's bringing it to life, getting other people to buy into it, understand it. Want to run with it, mm-hmm. that's the that's the real magic. So yeah, um, another question for you: yeah. um, Why would you recommend the course you're on?
0: I think the they've changed the course content since we've been on, but I think
2: yeah.
0: you know, first year for us was really good at building a solid understanding understanding of advertising and how it fits in, because I, I didn't really know much about it. I mean. Everyone thought it was just, just marketing, but yeah. that was a really good idea of how it fits in with the bigger picture. And then you get to second year and you start to zone in a little bit more, And then you get to final year and you get to, I think the good thing is you get to choose your own units. Okay. You get to tailor it to what you want to do. So I think we did th- three completely different units to each other. Like One them Yeah, I, I went completely down the creative route, you went the other way. And I think that was really great to try and decide what we wanted to do and try to tailor it towards. Where we want to go in the industry. Yeah. I think I think, I, I think this
1: is a great course, and it gets you, it gives you a good understanding of the industry and stuff. But I think if you if you if you want to do this course, you need to be willing to go beyond what the actual content Definitely. of the course is, because Definitely. if you stick to the, just this course, you will end up nowhere. Yeah. I can almost guarantee that. Just if you're not willing to talk to people, if you're not willing to meet people, if you're not willing to share your ideas, you're not going to get anywhere with this course.
2: I think that's you can take that on beyond this course. I think for for anyone going into the industry. I think that's a really big life lesson. You know, I think if you're going to sit there and do what's required, i.e. the brief is the ceiling, yeah. you yeah. aren't going to go anywhere. Um, you know, some piece of advice I always have for anyone, you know, enthusiasm is everything, curiosity is everything. Don't be motivated by money because this. no one comes into advertising to earn a huge packet. You have to be brilliant at what yeah. you do and mm-hmm. navigate your way through this industry to earn well from it. Um, so don't be driven by money. Um, the other one is challenge everything yeah. do interesting things mm-hmm. you know because it will make you an interesting person and interesting people come up with interesting ideas you know if your only input is what you see around you in this industry you'll burn you'll you'll end up just regurgitating and repeating and some of the best work comes from external influences art commerce literature real life conversations observation you know I think that's really really important And one other piece of advice I'll probably just throw in as a little, um, uh, a little one is ask for help you know no one is an island in this industry you know and I've had some some serious challenges over the years uh, where I've not asked for help and um, and I think you are enriched by asking questions asking for help reaching out for input um, and, and admitting when you can't do something you know when when you need other inputs and I think that's a really important one but I think your your point of being very myopic and kind of internal to the industries is absolutely right, whether it be the course the industry, get outside it, learn, be excited about things. Yeah. You know, I, I'd much rather have someone who is, you know, 75% a great creative and 25% brilliant at life mm-hmm. than someone who's 100% brilliant creative and has no inputs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, inputs are the things that changes and, and really drivers and and end up with great thinking and great challenging work and, you know, just yeah I think that's a really important thing. you really highlighted something very special there. Um,
1: and now finally just to end off where can people find you
2: um, I'm not that interesting so um, if, I anyone does, I if, <laughs> if, if anyone does if anyone does want to you know find out about some of the stuff I do and what not UK is my website um, yeah, check it out I blog a little bit um, I kind of keep myself to myself so I'm very rarely seen in any industry yeah. stuff mm-hmm. and whatnot. but yeah um, I, I'm there doing my thing and uh, like I said, I want my book coming out. And a few, I write a few branding columns and stuff like that. So, yeah, there may be some things of interest. Um, I talk a lot of shit um, and uh, and kind of um, yeah. Um, you, know, I, you probably won't be interested or fascinated by any of it, but yeah, that's where you can find me. All
0: right, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys for season three, maybe. Maybe. Oh, cliffhanger! <laughs> Bye. See you guys later. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Life's a Pitch. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, you can like our page and leave us a comment telling us how shit we were or how great we were. That's up to you. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button.
1: And if you want to follow us on social media, you can like our Facebook page, which is LAP Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Life's A Pitch Pod. And also follow us on Instagram at Life's A Pitch Pod.